welcome back friends to another episode of Miracle Mondays. I'm happy to be joined by Matt Laboda and I know you because my wife, her sister, married your brother. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. But I actually met your brother, Mark, uh, like in 1998 or 99. We were on a youth retreat at St. Helens Life Team together. Oh yeah. And uh, so I knew him before uh, his future wife ever did. Uh, that's great. But I want to get right into this story because it is cool. So um, yeah, why don't you just why don't you just take us there? Sure. So this happened in 17, 2017. So uh, we're coming up right on the five year marks type uh, anniversary. So we, my wife and I, and my five children were living in Tampa, Florida. My in-laws moved to Phoenix, so we took a Christmas vacation trip out to Phoenix uh, to visit. So uh, we were traveling by plane, and I, my wife had the kids running up and down, you know, the airport just to get energy out and <laughs> just to, you know, tire them out. And we got there, and it was a great trip. It was really delightful. Um, my mother-in-law for a Christmas present. When you have five kids, like sometimes the best gift is time itself. So she's like, hey, well, I'll watch the kids and you guys go out to dinner, get a hotel, nice. come back, you know, the next day. And I was like, let's do it, you know, let's go. So uh, we had a, a grand time, came back and it was probably, it was around 11 a.m. or so because the kids were starving and Chick-fil-A is the answer for everything, you know, <laughs> yeah. at least in my family. No, totally. And uh, so... My wife went into the house to get ready, and I had the kiddos outside, and my father-in-law, mother-in-law's property, and I think it's about two acres in total. Beautiful place, and we were playing frisbee golf. My youngest daughter, Joy, at the time was 17 months, and you know all the kids, all the kids are different. It's fascinating, hmm. uh, but Joy in particular, she I called her my clinger, like she was always on my leg. Mm -hmm. So, like, as I was walking, she was, like, just holding on to my leg. And we were playing, and I looked down, and she wasn't there. Just gone. And I was immediately alarmed because Joy was always just by her side. Like, she just, she wasn't a wanderer. I have a couple of those that keeps you on high alert, you know. But with her, it's like, she's going to stick by. But she wasn't. And um, it was just complete emergency mode. Hmm. And everyone, you know, my four other children, nieces and nephews, five other adults, just spread out on the property looking for her. And I, um, I thought in my mind, uh, there's a koi pond. So I was like, that's the danger zone. Okay. So, yeah. You know, so I sprinted over there and ran around it a bunch of times and because it, you know, trees and shadows and yeah. I cleared that area and I thought, okay. Everything's going to be fine. You know, we'll find her. And then, you know, uh, there's really no other explanation just to tell you that I heard a voice and it said, sprint to the pool. Hmm. So I sprint to the pool and I turn the corner and there was joy uh, in the pool, uh, submerged. She had somehow gotten into the pool area. 
and uh, drowned. Time is really interesting. You know, I mean, like my best estimation is maybe five to seven minutes she was gone. How long she was in the pool, I'm not exactly sure. Enough for her to be floating underneath the surface. And, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, for your viewers out there, first miracle, I got this large body to just leap over this five-foot fence. Um, and I dove in and uh, got her out and started CPR. And it was, it was absolutely horrific. You know, as a dad, I think oftentimes, like, I can go through whatever suffering but in that moment it was my my little daughter my my baby uh, frozen blue not breathing and uh started cpr uh and it was dark beyond dark and i was praying as i was giving cpr i was asking for the breath of god mm -hmm. uh, the ruha in hebrew yeah to return to her and uh it's it's really crazy because like as i sit here talking to you like i could think logically and rationally like i should have been thinking everything else other than scripturally you know hmm. and that's just the work of the holy father you know in heaven and and then i immediately i thought of when jesus raises the girl uh, you know, he says to Luthi, come, little girl, I say to you, arise in Aramaic. Yeah. And so I'm giving my, my little daughter CPR and um, just horrified. So you're praying these words from scripture. That's right. In yeah. Jesus's like original language. Yeah. 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 Little girl, arise. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's fascinating. You know, like I, that could be a whole other podcast. You know, how does God like work through the Holy Spirit into our hearts. Uh, amidst all that, it was it was tragic. I saw her eyes, she has these big blue eyes, and I saw her pupils just go down to a pin drop. My poor wife, Kristen, was, she was stuck on the other side of the gate. She couldn't even get in. Oh my gosh. I mean, still to this day, we, we don't know how Joy got in. Hmm. Uh, consequently, a few minutes later, there was a detective. So there was a fence, and you have no idea how she got through. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, completely crazy. Detective was in the area, just a few blocks away. So when nine one one was called, he came over immediately. Just uh, awesome guy. Like just, he just runs over and he's standing over me, uh, and he's telling me to continue. Later on, I I talk with him, and he said usually he takes over, and he just. Felt as if I was supposed to stay there. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was encouraging me, and uh, he didn't think it was a good outcome at all. Mm. The paramedics came, and he uh, touched my shoulder, said, I have to take your daughter. Picked her joy up, continued CPR as he was sprinting across the property. Um, you know, in Phoenix, it's a desert. So it's wicked hot, but when we were there in December, it was freezing. Oh, really? Um, it was so cold. And um, so I ran after him to the paramedics, and there was a fire truck and the ambulance. Uh, and I was in utter shock. Just it was dark. It was death. It was over. That's what I was thinking, mm -hmm. you know.
somehow in the midst of it, though, I was like, Lord, you can do anything. I know you can do anything. I need you to do something, you know? And so I ran to the side and the paramedics, this one paramedic, the head paramedic, Patrick, I just talked to him a couple of days ago. He always calls me right around this time. Oh, wow. Awesome believer. And, uh, you know, I, I was praying uh, over them so that they could do what they needed to do for yeah. joy. And it was so tragic that the fire truck was in front, the ambulance was back. And Kristen, my wife, she was confused where Joy was. And so I like looked and there was Kristen, she was kneeling like outside the fire truck. And I just, I've never heard wails like this. And it, you know, from a mother's heart, yeah, just terrible. Consequently, like they couldn't get her heartbeat back either. They took her to Phoenix Children's. The par or the detectives. I was gonna drive. Like I pulled up in a car to follow them, and the guy he, he jumped in front. Of me. He's like, "You're not driving anywhere," and got in and drove us and said, "You know, you're going to the best place you can on the West Coast." And it was like four minutes away. Wow. So just a lot. But this of, happens a lot in this area, right? Oh yeah. Because a lot of people in Arizona have pools. That's it's right. So hot. That's right. So yeah. These, these Florida, these Arizona. Have, yeah. They've seen a lot of this. A lot of death. A lot of death. And uh, just you know, really unbelievable experiences of prayer. And I was praying with, with holding my wife's hand, and um, I just had this incredible experience with the Father in heaven. I was like in this room. I, it was sort of like this book of Revelations, John and Patmos. I mean, like I was like in this room and I thought like either I'm losing my mind or this is real, you know? And there was, this is at the hospital while you're praying? A, I'm, I'm in the car ride to the, the hospital. Okay. So Joy was in front of us. And um, I, I, I just have like this super honest relationship with the father, you know? And so I had my opportunity. I, I told the father, I said, I know Joy is your daughter, but she's my daughter too. And this is not the time. And then like, I opened my eyes. I'm like, that was, that was like, did I go over the bounds, you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> you a know? bold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, praying boldly, huh? Yeah. And we get to the hospital and I've done a bunch of work in, you know, hospital settings, like in a chaplain, like, position and they put us in a holding room detective comes in minutes go by chaplain comes in social worker comes in i'm like i'm like this is like this is bad a lot of minutes yeah about 30 plus minutes go by and a doctor comes in from the er and he says uh it's he said a bunch of things actually, and I don't remember what he said. I was just get to it. You know, is she alive or dead? And and he said she has a heartbeat, but it doesn't look good. And I just thought that's all I needed to hear. You know, mm -hmm. she has a heartbeat. So you know, there's a lot of details in the story. So like all all together, she went out. Joy went out without a heartbeat. Uh, probably for about 40, 45 minutes. Oh, my you know, we're, goodness. We're giving her CPR, but still, I mean, like, statistically, it's just not, you know, there's damage. The extent of it, we're not sure. That's what you're thinking. 
Uh, and, you know, we got up to the room, the doctors come in and, you know, I asked this one doctor, I said, what, you know, what are we looking at? And, uh, he said, you're here for six and nine months if she lives. And then we don't know the extent of the damage. And she was in a coma and my cute little baby's like hooked up to all these wires. Yeah. Um, so I, as her father, I was like. I hold a very important position role in her life. And so Mm -hmm. my, my prayer was super simple. Uh, Lord, I ask that she not only live, but that she would flourish. And my wife, we were hand in hand in this plea, cry, almost demand, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was fascinating. People from, all over the world. I don't understand Facebook. My my wife, you know, she does what she goes on and does a page. I don't even know what that means. And there's like 18,000 followers. Yeah. People praying from all over the world. Yeah. This caught on pretty quickly. Yeah. There was, was like a hashtag pray for joy. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, like tens yeah. of thousands of people started following it. Mm-hmm. People in national Catholic media started following it, talking yeah. about it, getting their followers to pray for it. Everyone was praying. And it was like, it was really beautiful. Like we hear so much negative stuff about the church and all this stuff. The church came together, you know, the people of God praying for my daughter and it was fascinating. You know, we had priests uh, in the Amazon, I found out later, hmm. praying for, offering mass for her, uh, a undercover priest in China, oh my God. all throughout Europe, I mean, every country, all across the globe. Jeez. So we're just so thankful. And then my brother-in-law is a priest as well. He was celebrating mass uh, at the foot of her bed every day. Mm-hmm. Um it was, you know, the nurses are like, we're not sure if this is a hospital room or a chapel. You know, like it was, <laughs> we were just like, hey, we don't have anything to lose. You know, we're going for it. I met a priest years prior to this and he, we had a great conversation, convicted me, my role as a father uh, and that I was to lead and protect them, my children in prayer and that I was scripturally to speak life into them hmm. from the words of scripture. Uh, so I like, I made even now, like my 13 year old, if you watch this, he'll be embarrassed. I won't say his name, but he'll be like, Hey dad, can you tuck me in and pray with me? And so I wrote a prayer and um, I speak life into them and protection every night. And it's like 30 seconds, but mm-hmm. it's beautiful. The experience with the kids every night. And yeah. uh, so I continued that. Um, it's really fascinating. So I, you know, Lord, she's not only going to live, she's going to flourish. Another priest friend came into the hospital the second day and said, uh, I like had goosebumps. I thought I was going to pass out. He said, Lord, I, in your name, I command Joy's intellect to be restored and for it to actually be double what it would be before. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'll settle with okay you know baseline you know yeah. uh, but i'm like hey we're going for it and uh so there's just this movement of the spirit of the holy spirit in my life and my wife's life and all these people surrounding us and you prayed over her head too right mm-hmm. yeah for her just because there yeah. was, it was it was extremely likely they would be mm-hmm. brain damage right yeah she was you know in a coma and there's all this craziness that happened too like she had a blood clot in her leg and it was beautiful because 
the doctor came in and said, we have to take Joy to surgery in two minutes or she's going to lose her leg. And at that point, I was like, I'm tapping out. I'm like, I can't handle much more. And my wife, Kristen, in all boldness, doesn't know this man. She goes, grabs his hand and says, I'm going to pray with you. And she just prays over the doctor right there. Mm-hmm. Finish the prayer. They wheel her off. Um, and everything was a success. And I mean, it was gruesome, though. Like, I couldn't even look at her. They had to cut her leg all the way open, all the way oh up. And so we had that six to nine month prognosis, possibly. Uh, Joy woke up. Maybe six days later. Uh, first couple of days, I thought, like, I would stay the night. Kristen would stay the night back and forth because we have four other kids too, right? I mean, it's like you got to manage the tribe yeah. here, you know? Uh, and then it just was super obvious. My wife was beyond heroic. I was like, I think you're supposed to stay with Joy. So I'll just go home at night, tend to the kids and go from there. And she was amazing. It was just I have these visuals in my head. It was some mother's love that joy needed her probably back and forth. You know, Mm -hmm. it it was amazing to witness. Um, And then, so we had other four kids and they were incredible in their own right. I took them to a psychiatrist after joy came home because I'm like, I don't know what the heck's going on. I want to make sure everything's okay. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything like obvious, but I'm not a professional, you know, so I'm like, let me just, I rely yeah, on professionals to help me out. I want sure. the best for them, too. They had to transfer schools hmm. uh, from Tampa to Phoenix, oh. uh, all this stuff. And at night, I would lay on the bed, and it was like free game. You know, like, anything you want to ask, ask me. Um, and the kids, they were very honest, very raw, you know. Uh, my My daughter, Hope, she said... Uh, dad will joy be able to walk in heaven because hmm. she hoped thought she was going to die yeah. you know yeah. uh, so we, we were just up front and direct and just walking with them and their little bodies and their little minds and trying to understand where they were at as well uh, you know so fast forward it's like she's moving through joy is the different stages you go from this floor to that floor rehab we're gonna be released and this doctor comes up from the er wonderful lady knocks on the door i'm hanging out with joy and um she says i I had to find you your daughter's ph level of her blood was zero when she came to the er i was like i don't even know what that means yeah she said uh you know alkaline and all this stuff and she goes your daughter was she was dead and i was like She's alive. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, was, it was fascinating. And she starts crying. She's like, I've been doing this for 35 years. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And it was really moving to witness the power of God. Like it was, we had great doctors, super thankful for all their training, mm-hmm. their dedication to my daughter. Scientism, science is so prevalent right now. And it testifies that. Joy probably shouldn't be here. And if she was going to be here, she shouldn't be perfect. 
as she is. So, you know, we had that, we moved the Phoenix because she had multiple uh, rehabs like a couple times a day. It was just, it was best for joy that we moved. And after we sort of made it through there, about a maybe a year and a half, two years after that, I called up a neuropsychiatrist. Again, like I was like, I'm nothing glaringly wrong with joy. Um, but I just like, I don't know. And I just want to do my best for her as sure. she progresses. Three days of testing with joy. I go back in like a week later, same thing. She, the psychiatrist, wonderful woman, she takes off her glasses. She says, I've been doing this for 40 years. She starts bawling. Hmm. And so like, I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, I've never seen anything like this. I read all of her medical transcripts. She shouldn't be like this. She's perfect. You've been given a gift. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I know. And so like when I'm sitting here with you, Tommy, like to go through all this, it's like to say I'm thankful, it limps, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's just like, is there even a word that properly expresses, uh, from my heart, what happened and enjoy his name. She's it's perfect for her. She's just, she is a complete joy. Um, and we were here at mass this past, uh, Sunday and there's people in the choir that wanted to meet Joy because they were praying for her nonstop. Wow. It was really cool to see them meet Joy, to see like this fruit, you know, prayer. You know, scripturally, we know, especially from the church fathers, all these miracles that Jesus performed, you know, they're for the individual, for their time of suffering, their mm -hmm. restoration, movement through into fullness of life. But we, we know also that like interiorly, the main objective was for the conversion of heart, the yeah. turn to the Lord, and then for others to witness that, uh, the glory, the doxa of the father, right? So I had like all this, like just manifest right in front of me. I'm just thankful. <laughs> I can't explain it, you know, um. So how long I go to, was she in the hospital there? Uh, 31 days. 31 so they said days. six to nine months. That's right. Yeah. And it was 31, it was one month. Yep. yep. Wow. Yeah. And that that heroic journey, like with my wife uh, taking care of Joy, it just continued for a long time. She took care of Joy, like super focused, loving, uh, and the other kids too. You know I mean? Like, it's like one thing, like if you have to focus in on one, that's awesome. It's heroic just to do the one, but she just, she was amazing. Absolutely amazing. So the Lord heals your daughter. Um, but also talk about some of the, uh, real quick, just yeah. like the healing, like your wife got to experience too. Mm. I was thinking about this when I was coming over to see you. So I, I wish I could tell you, Tommy, like, and Kristen and I, we, we've been blessed with uh, great parents and raised in the faith that we held hands through our recovery of trauma, you know, um, pray the rosary and what that is. We didn't do that. Uh, it was a very difficult time for both of us, but yeah. we went through it, unfortunately, separately. You know, um, 
that's just the real story, you know, f that of our story. Yeah. Uh, and she went through very honestly a lot of, um, uh, you know, trauma therapy and um, another miracle. You know, I was like, if there's a quota for miracles, I may have reached them. I don't know. <laughs> but like my wife and I were in a great place, but we were in the desert in Phoenix and that was a literal and figurative dry place for us. Um, and we fought for our marriage. We fought with one another, you know, uh, it was, it was the real deal. Hmm. And I, you know, I've shared this just a couple of times now it's on the internet. Jeez. Um, but I, you know, I think what it does is I hope it brings hope to mar marriages out there. So like anyone who goes through a trauma like this, if they're, a uh, child dies, you know, the numbers are numbers. They don't lie. 98% of people, married couples that lose a child, divorce. Yeah. Rips them apart. Because yeah. it's it how, destroys how, us how all. Did, how, how, right. how, how could you? Yeah. How? Right. We didn't lose our daughter, you know, and it wasn't good for us either. So I just, my experience with that, and this is not a criticism or a knock, like, in the church at large, by any means, there's great people out there doing great things. But sometimes married couples need to hear like, yeah, it was bad. But it's great if you pray the rosary, awesome. Do all those things with your husband or wife. The reality is like, my go in front of like uh, crowds and like I said, I've only shared this a couple of times, like people are like, I needed to hear that. People can identify like this is the real deal, yeah. you know. It doesn't mean any, really anything about Chris and our I. It's we just that was part of our journey, and we fought. You know, the Lord gave us incredible grace, and we're in a really awesome place. You know, um, well, it's beautiful just to hear how you talk about her and her heroic witness. Mm. You know, through this all. So, yeah. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's just. It's beautiful. Even when you, you know, thinking about Jesus in, in the book of Revelation, you know, he's like glorified, but still has those wounds. Yeah. You know, you can still sort of see that. So even in the glorified state, you know, you don't forget what you went through. Sure. Yeah. You know, and we, we move through life, right? You know, and the Lord's with us. Um, but it's not always pretty. Yeah. And, you know, like, the statues of the saints are great, but they, they didn't walk around like that. You know, like they went through it too. Mm -hmm. And so like that identification, you know, like Lord's at work in me. Hopefully I'm cooperating as well as I can. I sure hope there isn't a statue of me. <laughs> It'll be a big statue, you know? <laughs> um, but you know, the point, the point is that the Lord was really close to us and there's a, you know, the, the whole idea that like, like God, maybe this whole notion of like I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. God's out there and I'm here. Right. My experience, especially when it got really dark, was he was right with me. Yeah. You know, right with my wife, right with my daughter, all my children. It's a beautiful manifestation, you know, like Yeah, he's with God's you, not here. just in the, the trauma and the darkness, mm -hmm. but also yeah. in the glory of the miracle. Right. And then also in the continued healing that happens 
bodily and spiritually mm-hmm. and in your family. Yeah. It's absolutely. just he's there through it all. Yeah. Well, uh, let's pray and just yeah. thank God for this uh, sure. for this miracle. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Why don't you kick it off? Sure. Heavenly Father, I express to you in my soul a great thanksgiving for all that you've done and your great mercy for us. I ask that you bless all those people out there that are listening or watching, that you would manifest your love for them in some way, that you give them courage to continue no matter what. I pray all this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, man, for coming hey, and sharing the story. And just so happy to hear uh, about your daughter and the joy that she brings and continues mm-hmm. to bring and will. Yeah, thanks, Tommy. Got it. God bless you guys. See you next week. Mm-hmm.